You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome again to Think Again, our 123rd program. Think Again is offered by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for over 23 years. I'm Jacques Boulet and I'm on my own today, but Jennifer will join us again next week. Today I want to share with listeners my memories of Paolo Freire and his work and the great influence his work had on activism, on critical education and pedagogy, and on what then came to be known as conscientization. Conscientization means creating consciousness or generating awareness in and amongst people, especially the poor, excluded and oppressed, through critical education. First, it it rolled out in Freire's native Brazil, then in Chile and the rest of Latin America during the 60s, and from the 70s, after his exile from Brazil, truly it spread worldwide. On the 19th of September, we commemorated and celebrated his birthday 100 years ago. Although I should probably rather say with some regret that we should have been, should have been celebrating and commemorating his life and works, because Freire had an enormous influence on all of us activists and would-be world changers across the world. But as far as I can see, his name and his works have been slowly disappearing from the literature lists and curricula of social work, education and community organisation and development courses, certainly in Australia, and how I would love to be wrong about that assessment. I worked with Paolo Freire during the late 70s in Germany in a 10 days community development workshop at the Polytechnic University in Kassel. The workshop was to prepare a group of agricultural development workers who had studied at our university and were about to go back to their homelands or were going to be active in local community development projects with international aid organizations. The idea was to prepare the development workers for working with communities and help them becoming aware of their living conditions, the way in which their livelihoods were kept in limbo because of unjust laws, exploitation, lack of awareness, and so on. Seeing him at work with that group is something I will never forget. I met Paolo again later for a few times, last time in Ann Arbor in the US, as I was involved in doctoral studies there. So I first share with you, dear listeners, some details of Paolo's life and the context in which his work came about, Then I'll detail some of the principles of his approach to education, learning and social change, and I will conclude with some ideas why his work remains important today, actually 
why it's probably more important now than it ever has been during the last 50 or so years. Freire was born in Recife, the poor northeast of Brazil in 1921. His father died early, so he grew up in relative poverty, still managing to study legal studies, whilst also teaching in a high school to make a living. After marrying Elsa, a teacher, and then having a family of five children, he gets a job in the education and culture department of the state of Pernambuco. And later, from the mid-40s onwards till the mid-50s, he worked for the federal government of Brazil, all in the cultural and education areas. The early 60s then see him become the head of the Department of Cultural Development at the University of Recife, and he starts to really develop his approach to education and pedagogy and his approach to transforming the widespread analphabetism, analphabetism or illiteracy in the region. This was also a politically important work. Indeed, voting in elections in Brazil at that stage was conditional on being able to write your name. That left large groups of people unable to do so. So Freire developed his famous approach to literacy work, which rapidly assisted participants to learn how to write their name and then resulted in tens of thousands of poor farmers and workers to become able to enroll and vote which obviously was not to the liking of the dominant groups, leading uh, to the military coup in 1964 in Brazil, in which the CIA and the US President Johnson had a rather firm hand, as they tend to do. And Paulo and thousands of others ending up in jail, and Paulo himself was then forced to go into ex exile in Chile. It's important to remind listeners that the 60s were a time of great global turmoil and indeed of social change. Many previously colonial states and countries became independent and they were faced with the enormous task of doing what colonial powers had deliberately omitted to do and for easy to understand reasons, namely educate the population. It's easier to exploit people when you keep them unaware of their life situation and their living conditions. By then, though, in the 1960s, the United Nations and many international development agencies and organizations emerged and they became active. Uh, and literacy was obviously one of the great targets of much development programs, especially via the UNESCO. So Paulo Freire's approach to education found a ready appreciation, especially in programs with an open interest in political emancipation of the, of the population. So after having worked in literacy and critical education programs in Chile and Mexico, Freire was then invited, still in exile, but he was invited by the World Council of Churches in Geneva, Switzerland, to assist their development programs, and his work literally spreads, spread, uh, was then spreading around the world. First and foremost, his book, Pedagogy of the Oppressed. That book was translated in all major and many not so major languages, and it certainly became a main text 
in many courses and programs dealing with social and personal change, linking the active learning of language with the becoming aware of people's life situations, the facts, conditions and structures of one's oppression and ways of emancipating from such conditions. So we probably now better go to have and have some music and appropriately and a Brazilian singer, Gilberto Gil, who wrote the song Cerebro Electronico whilst in prison himself in 1969 during the dictatorship that had earlier forced Paulo Freire into exile. O cérebro eletrônico faz tudo Quase tudo Quase tudo Mas ele é mudo O cérebro eletrônico comanda Manda e desmanda Ele é quem manda Mas ele não anda Só eu posso pensar se Deus existe Só eu, só eu posso chorar quando estou triste Eu, eu, eu caco meus botões Meus botões de carne e osso hum, Eu falo e ouço hum, Eu penso e posso hum, Posso, posso decidir se vivo ou morro Porque sou vivo, sou vivo, 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 vivo pra cachorro E sei que cérebro eletrônico nenhum me dá socorro Em meu caminho inevitável para a morte Porque eu sou vivo, vivo, sou muito vivo E sei que a morte é nosso impulso primitivo Sei mais que cérebro eletrônico nenhum me dá socorro com seus botões de ferro e seus olhos de vidro O cérebro eletrônico faz tudo Quase tudo Quase tudo, hum, mas ele é mudo. O cérebro eletrônico comanda, manda e desmanda. Com ele é quem manda, mas ele não anda. Só eu posso pensar se Deus existe. Só eu, só eu posso chorar quando estou triste. Eu caco meus botões de carne e osso hum, Eu falo e osso hum, Eu penso e posso, 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 posso Posso decidir se vivo ou morro Porque sou vivo, vivo, vivo pra cachorro E sei que cérebro eletrônico nenhum Me dá socorro em meu caminho inevitável para a morte Sou muito vivo e sei que a morte é nosso impulso primitivo Sei mais 
cérebro eletrônico nenhum Me dá socorro em meu caminho inevitável para a morte hum, Porque eu sou vivo, sou muito vivo E sei que a morte é nosso impulso primitivo Sei mais, sei mais que cérebro eletrônico nenhum Me dá socorro com seus botões de ferro e seus olhos de vidro Faz quase tudo, quase tudo, mas ele é mudo. Ah, o cérebro eletrônico comanda, manda e desmanda. Ele é quem manda, mas ele não anda. on the Inside is an iconic new podcast series that gives voice to the experience of First Nations people in the Victorian prison system. 20 Years on the Inside, I'm Vicky Roach. And I'm Kutcher Edwards. This series reflects on 20 years of listening to our mobs on the inside as part of the Beyond the Bars prison broadcasts. 20 Years on the Inside is essential listening for anyone looking to educate themselves about the realities of life on the inside and the need to end Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander incarceration. Well, all the boys mentioned about being in jail. What you do really isn't who you are. You know, it's how you love your family, it's how you care about your cousins, and it's how you care about your people. That's what, that's what this is about for me. Catch the podcast via the 3CR website or on your favourite podcast app. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today I'm remembering the life and work of Paulo Freire, once known, read and discussed worldwide for his important contribution to critical education, consciousness raising, and as the title of the following book he wrote suggests, uh, and I quote the title, Education, the Practice of Freedom. So just to go back briefly to Paulo's life, in 1980, he then could finally return to Brazil. He became a lecturer at the University of Sao Paulo, 
where he assisted Cardinal Arns, the Catholic Cardinal Arns, preparing materials for the Christian base groups that were spreading widely around uh, Brazil and now unfortunately have again, because of the concern, the conservative turn in the, in the Catholic Church of the 70s, 80s and 90s, uh, basically were eliminated. Uh, but at that stage, that certainly influenced uh, the liberation theology movement in uh, in Brazil and elsewhere in Latin America. After a brief stint as Minister of Education in Sao Paulo, Paulo retired in the early 90s and he died in 97. So now to some of Freire's educational ideas. The central notion of conscientization refers to the process of becoming conscious through learning, whereby action and thinking are fully integrated. So it's more than a merely mental or thought-based process. Action is necessarily part of the becoming aware process. So conscientization is also grounded in a concrete historical reality, a site, a context, and it sees action and reflection as one. Freire referred to that unity of thought and action as praxis, which is a word which we still very much use and derives from the Marxist, uh, Marxist context. Another central element of Freire's approach to education, he calls education as the practice of liberation. And that is that other element, other central element, is dialogue. As an educator, you don't consider the heads of your students, especially in adult education, as empty vessels. Freire referred to the traditional approaches to learning and teaching as the banking method, whereby your account of understanding was considered to be empty at the beginning of your studies, and the educator was to fill that empty space with important content. Against this, Freire emphasized the living knowledge of learners, that knowledge which they bring to the educational process themselves. That recognition certainly was of great importance in much of the educational planning I was part of during the 70s and later, and particularly also revolutionized the way we thought about university education. And we finally rec recognized then that practice theory is an essential ingredient of professional learning. Finally, listening to the people's to people is central to the necessity for education to break through the culture of silence, which is another word Freire developed, that has trapped the oppressed for so long and that keeps doing so in, their, in people's subjection to the powers that be. That was a lesson that we probably should heed again, now being subjected to the populist and social media-generated stupidities of advertisers, politicians, thought leaders and influences, so-called, all combining to keep us unaware of what's really going on in our world. Have you heard it on the news About this fascist growth thing Evil men with racist views Spreading all across the land They're pulling on the boots in Brazil and wiping off the eggshells in Moorabbin. Fascism's on the march and we say... 
Yeah, nah. Yen Up Iran is a new weekly program on 3CR dedicated to tracking this rise in Australia, Aotearoa and all around our increasingly warm little globe. Every Thursday at 4.30pm, we'll be talking to writers and fighters about some angry blighters. Victoria, as we get ready to get back out there, you need to get your COVID-19 digital certificate ready too. First, create a MyGov account if you don't have one. Then, make sure your Medicare and MyGov accounts are linked. Then, add your COVID-19 digital certificate to the Service Victoria app. Then, get ready to go. Your vaccination is your ticket to everything you love and miss. For more on adding your vaccination certificate on your smartphone, go to coronavirus.vic.gov.au forward slash vaxproof. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today I'm on my own and talking about Paulo Freire, the critical Brazilian educationalist, especially known for his pedagogy of the oppressed book, published in 1970 and that had an enormous impact on both regular education in the developed world and in developing countries as a critical component in people's struggles for decolonization and real independence from the systems that continued and continue to oppress them even read, reaching uh, sort of, uh, even after they reached a form of independence. What can we still learn and use from Freire's conscientization approach to critical education? Given the onslaught of neoliberalism liberalism and its excesses to peoples, all of our minds, and given the new dependencies we have all entered into, all in the name of so-called freedom, I'd say we can still learn a lot from that approach. The lessons of our seeming resistance to learn how to live with respect for Mother Earth, our seeming resistance to being vaccinated just now recently, our seeming acceptance of governing elites and governance systems that utterly disempower us. There is a lot to be critically be made aware of, and not to speak even of the ongoing influence neoliberal capitalism has on our lives and our thoughts. Especially also, therefore, given the destruction of our educational system, especially the tertiary education system of which we have spoken a few times in this program already, we could certainly do with a renewed injection of Freirean thought. And we could also do with that as well in our informal learning opportunities. I'm thinking here about neighborhood houses, community centers, U3As, community development and social work, you name it in so many places and environments we could certainly do with a little bit of an injection of critical education and crit critical thinking. And certainly also our own program, Think Again, uh, is our borderlands attempt at bringing awareness and critical thinking and understanding, not only to our listeners, but hopefully also to others, uh, those who our listeners communicate themselves with. And I certainly hope that Paolo, if he would be alive, would be proud of what we do and would agree with what we do and how we do it. 
I think I better now stop because there's so much more to say about Paolo Freire, particularly also about the practicalities and the details of how he did what he did, particularly also with uh, poor farmers in the Nordeste and then elsewhere and in Chile. And as I said, how it then multiply in a whole variety of other programs. Let me end up today with uh, a few community service announcements. As you know, we need to start organizing against the new attempts by our government, together with the US and the uh, UK government, to basically further uh, incentivize the Cold War or restart it again. So we there's a variety of uh, networks, uh, peace networks, that have started to gather. And uh, there's one particularly the Rocus Antiochus Caucus, which uh, emerged out of the ARENA, uh, the, the journal ARENA group. And uh, Thursday, the 4th of November, 7 o'clock to 8.30 Eastern Time, they will have a new conversation. We had one about three weeks ago, I think, uh, that features acknowledgement from First Nations activist Robbie Thorpe and talks by Emma Shortis, David Brophy, and Jacob Gregg. This event will focus on activist reportbacks after the first meeting, as I said, and find out how we get involved in campaigns and actions in our own areas. Uh, another look, a lot of part of our community uh, announcements today is that asking you to please have a look at our new at the new website https uh, and then. Uh, colon forward slash forward slash www scale it down one word scale it down dot org and that is dedicated to fighting a development in brunswick which will overshadow again very beloved parks which people have been using uh, particularly now also during the COVID uh, when out going out was rather restricted so uh have a look at that website, https colon forward slash forward slash www.scaleitdown.org because of the fact that there is developments being planned there which will have a height which will overshadow a lot of those parks. So, dear listeners, thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio today with Jacques uh, his own. Remember, if you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, email borderlands at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. Our programs are available by podcast and the 3CR website at 3CR. .org.au and thank you to Clive Bourne for recording and especially for the Brazilian music today. Meanwhile, stay tuned for the following program, Jailbreak, which gives a voice to prison inmates, their families and friends while listening to the continuing Brazilian sounds of Comanda. Manda e desmanda, coelha quem manda, mas ele não anda. Umba, umba, paô, umba, hum. Só eu posso pensar se Deus existe. Só eu, só eu posso chorar quando estou triste. Eu.
eu, eu caco meus botões de carne e osso hum, Eu falo e osso hum, Eu penso e posso, 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 posso Posso decidir se vivo ou morro Porque sou vivo, vivo, vivo pra cachorro E sei que cérebro eletrônico nenhum Me dá socorro em meu caminho inevitável para a morte Sou muito vivo e sei que a morte é nosso impulso primitivo Sei mais que cérebro eletrônico nenhum Me dá socorro em meu caminho inevitável para a morte hum, Porque eu sou vivo, sou muito vivo E sei que a morte é nosso impulso primitivo Sei mais, sei mais que cérebro eletrônico nenhum Socorro, com seus botões de ferro e seus olhos de vidro. O cérebro eletrônico faz tudo, faz quase tudo, quase tudo, mas ele é mudo. Ah, o cérebro eletrônico comanda, manda e desmanda. Ele é quem manda, mas ele não anda. Ha 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 